Sunday that we'll have a lot of people going on vacation, right? <laughs> Hopefully. And uh, back here with us worshiping. I believe the school start this week, I believe. Someone said some started, I think, even this past week. So, wow, we're uh, ready for fall. We're going to have a big back to church Sunday towards the end of September. Looking forward to that. Again, welcome to all you visitors here today. Uh, my, just... Uh, we're a, a group of people, as the uh, logo says, people loving people. We love you, and we want God's best for your life. Amen, church? Amen. Anybody, you know, uh, ever have any struggles in life? Or is it just just me? You know, some like sometimes it seems like you just get over one struggle, and then there's another struggle. And you're like, oh, my goodness, we're going to. We're going to look at struggles today. You know, the way they define that, I looked this up actually. So here, here's the big, I don't know if it's Webster or which one. <laughs> but it says a very difficult task that you can do only by making great effort. How many know that's right? Great effort. Struggles of life. One other commentary said to contend resolutely with a task, a problem, or a Difficulty. You know, there's all kinds of struggles that, that we go through. It's uh, sometimes our past struggles, future struggles, uh, flesh versus the spirit, sickness. I'm, I'm just naming a few here that I thought of. Relationships. Anybody ever have any struggles there? Uh, stress, uh, faith, job, family, church. Some even struggle with their identity, emotions, feelings, decisions, on and on the the list goes, but I'm glad that we have someone who will help us right in the midst of our struggles. Amen? He is right there, and sometimes we're going to find out today, we're going to look at some things about struggles, and hopefully the next time you go through one, or if you're going through one even now, it will help you realize that God has a purpose and a plan, and he's going to bring you through it. Amen? That's the bottom line. Let's go to the book of Matthew today, chapter 14. And we're going to begin reading in verse 22. This is a very, very familiar uh, portion of Scripture. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart from them to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be you, bid me come unto you on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him. And said unto him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? 
And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, you are the Son of God. Wow, what a powerful text. There's a lot of lessons. I've preached a lot of different sermons on this over the years. How many of you, if you're, we've got a lot of ministers here today in this, in our church, and this is probably one of the texts at some point that, uh, uh, I don't know if we did this in the last session, but we'll have you write a sermon out of this. But there's so many life lessons here. So that's kind of what the title of my sermon today is, Life Struggles. As we said earlier, there are struggles in life. And did you notice something here? Jesus constrained them to go to the other side. He sent them into a struggle, didn't he? He sent them into a, a storm, we might say. If you look at that word constrained, it means to, he directed them, he insisted they go, he compelled them. It was no choice. They'd, you know, what had been happening was in this, the verses before this, they, they had been doing ministry 101. They had been feeding thousands of people. Remember that story, the feeding of the 5,000 plus all the children and the, the, the parents? All That was probably closer to 20. So they were wore out, and he sent them over there. What did he do? He goes to a mountainside to get alone with God and get refreshed. That's important, isn't it? But he sent them. Everybody get this. He sent them into the storm. This storm was, was uh, powerful. If you look at the Sea of Galilee, it's 13 miles long and about 7 miles wide. Say, that's big. That's a big lake, isn't it, or a big sea. And it's about 600 feet below sea level. So when the winds came up in that particular area, I mean, it could get bad really, really quick. Anybody ever been out on a lake in a boat when it was getting a little bit rough? <laughs> I have a few times in my life. I about drowned four deacons in my church <laughs> out in Hobbs, New Mexico many, many years ago. We were out in what I would call... I call my little car a puddle jumper, but we were out in a little puddle jumper boat, a little flat bottom, 14 foot with a 3.9 Mercury. <laughs> you know, I was the one driving, but uh, we got off running some jug lines way off up in this a mile or two away, and uh, man, we're trying to get back to where our camp is, and sure enough, we pulled out into the main body of the, of the lake there, and it's, anybody, everybody understand what white capping is? That's when, say, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. So, man, we're, water's coming over the side and, and everything. We finally got within about 100 feet of, uh, turn this mic down a little, please. Finally got within, and this one too. Finally got down about 100 feet from the shore, and it was, a, it was about to go down. We kept, that little old motor finally made it to the bank, and we had, I don't know how, how much water in the bottom of that boat, but it can get rough quick, can it? It can get rough really quick if you're out there, especially in a little bitty boat. You better have a boat designed for that kind of stuff. So he, we find them out there. They've been out there, you know, for some hours. It wasn't storming when they left, but a storm come up. You know, he's praying hours and hours. They're out. They're out there. Uh, some scholars think they were about three and a half miles, probably nearly halfway across this lake. And here's these winds coming up, all this stuff. You say, why... Why the storm? Why did he send them into a storm? I want us to look today. Number one, God grooms us 
for greatness in our struggles, doesn't he? How many of you can, can look back at some of the struggles you've gone through in life and realize that you grew in the midst of that? We did not like it, did we? I've never enjoyed uh, struggles because <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It's a struggle sometimes. I've been through a divorce in my life. I've been through a lot of different things that have happened in my life. And uh, again, it, it's a struggle sometimes just to, I, I get it. It's a struggle when you've gone through hurts in a relationship or you've lost someone or there's been failure in your life. It's sometimes a struggle just to get out of bed, isn't it? You know, so I, I understand that. But sometimes God, you know, sometimes these things are of our own choosing. We put ourselves there. But sometimes, as we find here today, God compelled them to, to go into this storm because he had something greater for them. So he grooms us, I believe, for greatness right in the middle of our struggles. Can you say amen, somebody? Hallelujah. So we find them right out there in the middle of this storm. And you know, there's, you know, one thing I've noticed in the Bible, there's really, what I'm going to say, two main topics. There's a lot of, lot of stuff in here. We could go on and on, but two main topics as you go through here. Number one, God seeking to guide and bless men. You see that topic, right? Over and over from Abraham, plumb up to, uh, you know, the New Testament saints. God wants to bless us. He wants to give us increase, give us favor. And yet, number two, the devil is fighting against you to destroy you. You see that play out, right? And, uh, you know, I've seen it so many times in ministry, being in ministry nearly 50 years, uh, well, actually 50 years now. I've, I've seen this over and over again where people are getting in church, getting close to God, and then the enemy, he doesn't like it. So he tries some little struggle, some little storm, some little tactic, some little thing to uh, rock their world and try to take them out. And some have fallen. I hate to say that, but some have fallen. They've yielded to the influence of the enemy in the midst of their struggle instead of being like Peter, as we find out today. He's the man that steps out of the boat, isn't he? We're going to get to that part here in just a minute. But, you know, that's basically what the Bible is about in a, in a nutshell, from Genesis to Revelation. We see this uh, playing out, and he's testing us sometimes, isn't he? He's testing us to see what we are made of and what we can handle. But, you know, and he, he also gave us some guidelines, right? In this book, some guidelines to live our life by. And when we get out of those guidelines, man, we can get some knots on our head quick, can't we? Anybody got the T-shirt on that deal? Wow, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's rough. You know, the devil doesn't actually, you know, we blame the devil for a lot of things. He doesn't make man do anything right? We, we choose the same way we choose to follow God. We can choose to allow the enemy to influence. We can choose. We can make choices. We can yield. He can offer the temptation, but we still have the power of choice, and we still have the power of prayer, and we still have authority over all the enemy, don't we? Exousia. We talk a lot about it here, that delegated authority that God has given not only to the disciples, not only to the 70 that he sent out, but it comes right on down to you and me today. So praise God. Man, we, we don't have to live beneath, do we? We can be above uh, the struggles and the storms in our life. Hallelujah. So as we move on a little farther, his, uh, farther here in this story, his concern for them 
you, you can tell is evident. He, he, I mean, you know, he, he knew what he was doing when he sent them there, and he's there praying. You know, he's lost, in the, I think, in the presence with God, the Father, and yet he knows. He knows what's going on, so he comes to him, doesn't he? We know Jesus will come to you right in the middle of your struggle. Amen. You think sometimes you're, you know, the enemy tries to convince you that you're in it all alone. No, baby. He'll come to you right in the middle of your struggle and in the middle of your storm. Hallelujah. In the midst of your struggle, Jesus will come to you. You know, but what happens sometimes, we're so busy struggling with the situation, we don't see Jesus. Ooh, ouch. Will that preach? Amen. The disciples were so busy trying to take care of them. They're, they're rowing. They're, you know, they're doing everything that they can within their power to try to get out of this situation. But yet we find, you know, they're, 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 it's not getting better. It's getting worse, right? Hallelujah. He will come right there. And, and they're struggling with, with all of this going on. They're so busy struggling with it, they can't see that he's right there. In fact, they, they finally look up from all of it, and they see something on the water, you know? They thought it was a ghost, right? Some kind of a, a, a form appeared on the water, and oh my goodness, they're scared, they're fearful. But hallelujah, Jesus spoke the words, didn't he? It is I, the master. Be not afraid. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo, praise God. He was right there in the struggle with them. And you know, if, if I be honest about some of the struggles I've gone through, I can look back and see where Jesus was there in the struggle with me. Amen. He was right there in the midst of that struggle with me. The storm, the, the wind and the waves were still howling and all of this stuff going on, but Jesus was right there in the midst of the struggle. In fact, he, you know, Isaiah knew that. He said it in Isaiah 43, verse number 2, when, when I go through the waters, they'll not overtake me. Amen? When I walk through the fire, there it is, when I go through the rivers of difficulty, will not drown. When I walk through the fire of oppression, you'll not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. Amen? Hallelujah. What a promise. Amen? We can stand on that. Praise God. Hallelujah. He's there right in the midst of the struggle we're going through. In fact, you know, Jesus, the Bible says in one place, was in all points tempted, just like we are, yet without sin. Anybody remember that scripture? He understands and he knows what we're going through. You know, it, it says here, I think it is, uh, if I can remember the scripture here, uh, what was the word? I'm, oh, yeah. In this world, you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. What? I have overcome. And you're going to overcome. Amen? You are going to overcome. Give the Lord praise today. Amen? You're going to overcome right in the middle of the situation, right in the midst of that struggle. God's presence is there. Hallelujah. But there's 80 different times in the Bible. In fact, it was the most... Uh, used term I believe that Jesus used son of man and you know he was fully God and fully man but 80 different times you'll find that term son of man so yes he went through all the things that 
you and I went through, all the struggles, all the cares, all the burdens, all the things that we go through yet without sin. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, and sometimes we, in the midst of our struggle, we begin to seek proof from the Lord that, that, it, that, that you know, that you're with me. God, I, I need, I need, anybody ever done that? I need, I need some kind of proof. I need something to know that this is the direction. I need something. How many know it's okay to ask for proof? Peter does here, doesn't he? He said, Lord, it's, it's, it's a little bit lack of faith, but anytime you see the word if, if is a little bit lack of faith. Now, you know, Jesus comes to you on your level. And Peter was still learning. Anybody else still learning out there? Anybody else still ever once in a while get a little bit fearful, a little bit afraid? Am I preaching to the wrong crowd today? Amen. Amen. I think we all do, if we'd be honest. It's, you know, we get victory in our morning devotion or in our evening prayer time. We're up, we're ready to, man, face the world. And then here comes that struggle. So Peter says, Lord, if that's really you, bid me to come to you that that doesn't happen does it walking on water here's jesus he now he, he's out there that's the first time we ever find that recorded we i mean the israelites walked across on dry ground but it doesn't say anything about them walking on water there right when they were leaving egypt here's jesus three and a half miles out in the middle of this big tempest tossed sea and peter Say what you want to about him sinking. He's the only one that stepped out of the boat. <laughs> Amen. He's the only one that had enough faith in the master to say, Lord, if it's really you, bid me to come to you. Hallelujah. You know, uh, I think it's important as we go through these struggles in life that we learn to recognize Jesus quickly. Amen. We need to learn to recognize Jesus quickly instead of you know wrestling and struggling we'd, we'd save ourselves a lot of time and a lot of effort would we not if we just realize that Jesus is right there in the midst of that struggle with us and just grab hold of that amen and hang on to that in the midst of it God you're right here in this situation with me and I know that you're going to help me through this storm and through this struggle that I'm going through. Hallelujah. Only by relying on God as my source and depending on his power am I able to walk on my struggles. Amen. Hallelujah. Peter, he got out of the boat, didn't he? And he started walking on the struggle that they were up against. Think about that for a minute. He started walking on the struggle but what happened the humanity side kicked in what am i doing <laughs> what am i doing here i'm walking on water and he began to look around didn't he we sang the song earlier a while ago turn your eyes upon jesus his eyes got off of jesus and he started looking at the waves and the wind and guess what happened quickly he began to sink I want to say today the wind let me see if I can find it here I wrote this down the wind represents what you feel 
The waves represent what you see. And both of them can get you in trouble quickly. Amen. You start looking at the wind. What your, I mean, no feelings can get you in trouble. We don't live by feelings. We live by what? Faith. Faith. There's a lot of people that go to church wanting to get some great feeling. And that's, it's great when that happens, amen? I, I'm, I'm Pentecostal, all right? Raised in the little Assembly of God church. And I'm Pentecostal through and through. Got some Baptocostals here today. But uh, again, I, I like the feeling. Woo, hallelujah. Man, you dropped a tambourine in the little church I was raised in. That shout for half an hour. <laughs> I'm telling you. It was, uh, it was a hoedown. I mean, and the, church, the pews weren't nailed down back then, okay? We had little wooden pews, you know, not padded like y'all are sitting on today. Y'all got it so easy out there. I'm telling you, sitting on four inches of foam out there and it's air conditioning. We had two swamp coolers over in the window. Whoop, whoop, <laughs> you know, throwing out more moisture into the, into the air and not doing much cooling. But where was I, where was I at on this? <laughs> Done lost where I was going. Feelings, yes. Yes, there we are. Back on, back on. There, there were people that would come to that church just for the feelings, right? I can remember my little grandma, like I said, and I've shared this story before. The service was dead. It was dry, nothing going on. She'd get to the back door and shake the hand of the preacher, and all of a sudden, ooh, man, the anointing of God was still up on him. And, man, she'd do a little jig right there at the back of the, of the church. But we, we don't live by feelings. We live by faith, don't we? And we sure don't react by what we see. What you, if, you, if you're looking at what you're seeing... You're, you're not walking in faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things, what? Not seen. Not seen. I don't walk by my feelings. I don't walk by what I see. Now, I see, you know, Peter saw the wind and the waves and instantly began to sink. We must not walk, child of God, by our feelings or by what we see. We walk by faith, and we keep our eyes upon Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 2 in the Amplified Version says it this way. Looking away from all that will distract. That's good, isn't it? Looking away. The enemy's talking his trash, blah, 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 you know, feeding it into your mind, feeding it into you. This is not going to work. This is blah, blah, blah. Your children, your job, your blah, blah, blah. We, we look away from that. We look to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief, and is also its finisher. Everybody say finisher. Hallelujah. Bringing it to maturity and perfection. Anybody's faith been matured a little bit? Amen. Constantly growing in the Lord. He, for the joy of of obtaining the prize that was set before him, endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame, and is now seated on the right hand of the throne of God. Looking unto Jesus, the beginner and the ender of my faith. Hallelujah. We must keep our eyes upon him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. just want to tell you today, the God who sent you, 
into the storm is bigger than any storm you'll ever face. Ooh, that's a word for somebody today. He may have sent you, as he did the disciples, right into the midst of the struggle or the storm that you're going through right now, but he is developing something inside of you. Amen? He is developing something inside of you. Peter jumped out of the boat, learning a lesson in faith. Amen? But he came back strong. Didn't we? In fact, we studied Peter Wednesday night here in our marriage uh, uh, class, discipleship class. He came back stronger and in the end done so many great things for, for God. Hallelujah. You know, God may be trying to develop something inside of you. Ponder that. Selah. Selah. And you're fighting it. And you're resisting it. And you're doing everything in your power. When God is saying yield. We preached about that last week. And knowing your assignment. Present. Present yourself unto God. Yield yourself unto God. Surrender yourself unto God. And quit doing that. Amen. Quit trying to fight it in yourself. In the midst of that struggle. He's there in the boat with you. Amen. He will help you. He will stretch out his hand and grab you. Hallelujah. But it's the process, isn't it? Life is a process. And the process always precedes the promise. We want the promise, don't we? Oh, man, God's giving you a word, and it's going to happen. That's going to happen in, in, in your ministry or, or, or business, whatever it may be. We want that now. But sometimes there's a process to get from the promise, amen, to the end result of the materialization of the actual thing that you've been praying about in your life. So it is a process. We want it now. Hallelujah. But between every new dimension of promise I've noticed in my own life, there will always be some level of struggle. Anybody else besides me notice that? Between every new dimension of ministry. You know, I, I started as a youth leader in a little church. Then Royal Rangers. And then, you know, music was, was the big thing for a while for me. Leading worship. And then associate pastor. And then pastor. And every level along the way, there was some kind of struggle that I had to face. I had to conquer. Right? And so, but again, we, we want the promise, but it's very important to realize that this struggle, God knows what he's doing. And when you come forth, you know, the, the scripture that Lisa preached not long ago, going through the fire. I don't want to preach that sermon again, but in the midst of the fire, sometimes the thermostat feels like it's turned up a little bit too high. It's not, amen. God's got it. He's got you right where he wants you. He knows everything about you. Don't yield to the enemy. Keep focused on Jesus. Watch him bring you right on through it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Matthew 11, verse number 28 and 29, says it this way. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. It will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. Wow. Just, you know, praying about this sermon, I believe it was Friday. I'd already 
kind of been going another direction for this service today, but I was turning a corner early one morning, going to get Maddie for school there on 23rd and Frisco, turning the corner, and the word struggle just rose up in my spirit. Lord, what, what, what word can I give to this church today that will help somebody? You see, it's not about preaching a sermon that you want to preach. It's not uh, using flowery words and all that stuff. It's about, and we, you know, we learn this in ministry class, it's, it's preaching where people live. And the fact is, there are people in this church going through struggles. Amen. They're, they're going through some struggles. My struggle may not be your struggle, but my struggle is real. Amen. And your struggle is real. And God doesn't want you struggling with your struggle. Amen? But stand. He wants to help you and, and, and get you through that struggle and get you up to the next, next level. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. And I do want to say this as we're just kind of winding down. You're thinking about what's been said today. Struggles do not change your position and who you are you may again the enemy may try to convince you you know you've yielded here you've surrendered there you've you've done this that's when you look him in the eye say no I'm a blood-bought child of God hallelujah he is my savior and my redeemer my rock my refuge my strength my help in time of trouble in the midst of the storm he's my God my, my position does not change, does it? His position does not change. He's still God. I'm still David Christensen. And he's going to help me right in the middle of that struggle. Let's just bow our heads today in prayer. Lord God, I praise you. And I thank you, Lord, that you, I know, put this on my heart for a reason. Lord, there's struggles going on in different people here today and some have been fighting it and fighting it and you want to help them that's the bottom line you want to help them God I just pray today that as we close out this service that the Holy Spirit will touch hearts and they'll surrender that struggle or struggles to you Lord Completely walk out of here with the release, the burden lifted, the weight off their shoulders. God, I, I see them walking out of here today just refreshed and renewed by your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. If you're here today with our heads still bowed and you're going through something right now, you're going through a struggle, it could be financially could be relationship it could be so many different things just stress family on and on would you slip your hand up today I'm there's some things I'm, I'm going through in my life yes hands everywhere today going up I'm I'm struggling pastor struggling with some things and I want to leave it at the altar I want to leave it here today when I walk out of this place I'm gonna say God I've given that to you, and when the devil comes back on Monday and tries to remind me of that struggle, I'm going to say, no, devil, I left that at the altar. <laughs> I left that at the altar. You're not getting me going on that thing again, on that roller coaster again. I've given that situation, that person, that job, that whatever it may be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God wants to get right in the middle of your life, and he wants to help you. So as she sings this song today, whatever your struggle may be, if you feel comfortable doing this, just lift it up. One hand, two hands, however you want to, just lift it up, present it to God. Say, God, you're, you're taking this. I'm giving it to you right now. Would you sing, Sheila? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, you're beautiful. These altars are open today if you want to pray.
We refuse to allow anything to divert our focus from you. May we be quick to recognize when the enemy is trying to magnify the situation, the problem, the struggle. Holy Spirit, just rise up in us and may we quickly sense it and say, no, nope, not going to happen today. I've given that to God at the altar. My eyes are upon Jesus. He is the one. He's my source. He's my strength. Hallelujah. He will carry me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's sing it one more time. From your heart today, I turn my eyes upon you, Lord. Turn your eyes. Upon Jesus, look full in His wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely. Usually when I close, I say a quick prayer and uh, we're gone. I'm going to say one thing that I'm looking at this uh, life struggle. You'll see, what's that called? A a weight or a wrecking ball? There you go. Thank you. Um, Some people, there's two types of people I was thinking of. There's there's two different people that are, two different kinds of people that struggle um, or the way they struggle. And then there's, there's one person that carries around that wrecking ball with them. And they smash every, everything in sight. They want everybody to know that they're struggling. And they want everybody to see it. And they're loud about it. Right? Y'all know those people? And then, and, then there's, and then there's another person. There's a person that does the same exact thing, but doesn't realize anybody can see it. They don't realize anybody can see them struggling or 
they're, they're blind to it. Maybe they don't see that they're actually struggling. And I just wanted to give you that illustration and let everybody, and I just want to pray that God reveal that to that person, if that's what they're going through. Let them know that uh, God is here for that healing, and God can uh, bring that to light. And there's other people around here that can see you struggling. They know that you are, and they want to help. You just got to reach out and ask. And I, can, and I can promise you that there's other people here that are going through the same exact things that you're probably going through that can relate to you and that can strengthen you and bring you out of that. But you've got to make that first step, and you have to ask for it. You can, I, just, I, I pray that, and I just ask that God give you that strength and that courage to take that step uh, because there are, um, it's scary sometimes. You know, I want to say one more, one more thing. Uh, sorry for... Uh, taking time here, but I just, um, and I know that everybody does it, and this is going to be very difficult for me to say, but has anybody ever been praying, and they think that they're just rocking their prayer, and they're really in tune with God, and a bad thought goes through their head right in the middle of prayer? Does that ever happen to anybody? If If you say it didn't, you're a liar, for real, and you're like, man, I'm the scum of the earth. I'm sitting here right here one-on-one with God, and I'm thinking about that? Come on. So I just, that, that wrecking ball, you can go and be like, you know what? I'm just going to put this mic down, or I'm going to uh, uh, stop praying. I'm going to do whatever, because that's who I am, right? And, and, and if people find that out about me, or if God thinks, if I think that during a prayer, I can't go out and witness. I can't be that person God wants me to be. Or you can realize that's normal, and we all agreed laughter is in a minutes of guilt. Y'all were all laughing. Y'all knew. We're all on the same page. We can go on and we can think that, or we can realize we're human, and that's, that's where God made us just how we are, and he knows that about us. He wants us to realize that and lean on him with that, right? He doesn't want us to go crashing down and wreck everything around us. He wants us to do that to the devil's face, right? So anyway, I just want to encourage you all with that this morning. I love you all. Let's, uh, let's pray. Father, thank you so much uh, for all that you're doing in our lives, God. I thank you so much for your grace, your faithfulness to us, God. Without you, we are nothing. We just, uh, I ask you to help us all have amazing, amazing day today. Help us to walk out, out of here changed. Help us to walk and be a light. And Father, I just, we give you all glory and praise. We, I thank you for the struggles because out of that comes victory. God, we, we just praise you. We worship you. I bless everybody in this in this chapel, Father, we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.